0: Startups begin in communities across the country.
1: Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Kastner.
0: And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America.
1: But in the areas no one is talking about. The middle.
0: This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by MugDot News. Here we are at the uh, Ecosystem Builder podcast. Today I have with me Scott Resnick, the COO of Hardened Design and Development and then former Executive Director at Starting Block. Um, Scott, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So I guess we'll just jump right into the questions. Uh, So my first one that I had for you, how did you first become involved in your startup community?
2: So my engagement with the startup community started about 13, 14 years ago, and it was when we were graduating from college, uh, we had several of us who were all trying entrepreneurial ventures. This was right after the dot-com bubble, but before uh, you know the, the word startup was in everyone's vocabulary. And what we were looking around the community, there just simply wasn't uh, an ecosystem or even terms to describe what we were doing, the support that entrepreneurs needed. You know, we were all, uh, most of us were 20, 22 years old, 23 years old, and we were jumping right into it. So uh, we ended up starting an organization called Capital Entrepreneurs, which became sort of the the glue for the startup community in Madison. Uh seven of us would meet on a regular basis, uh, essentially creating a, a drinking club uh, to talk about how horrible it was to be an entrepreneur, who are the, <laughs> the venture capitalists that you couldn't trust, who are the lawyers that had no clue what they were talking about or the accountants that would screw you over. And, and because we are all going through these growing pains together in a relatively you know, mid-sized community. Eventually uh we we actually, you know, were able to grow that over the course of many years to you know essentially now have a, well over three hundred members in that organization. But it, it really did start uh uh you know, back uh, about a decade and a half ago.
0: I think that's just a little, that's comedic as well. Um, so ecosystems and community is so important in the entrepreneurship like world. So I almost find that uh, have like binding together through um, enemies as well. So it just, I think that's kind of like funny that you um, had to like band together with your fellow <laughs> entrepreneurs. That's like an entertaining story. Um,
2: well, well and, yeah. Well, and the re- and the reality is, we're all in it together. It's about building networks. It's about building friendships, mm-hmm. and seeing how that can move an entire community forward.
0: Absolutely. Um, so then, kind of talking about that, what's one thing people don't know about your ecosystem?
2: So Madison is is a great place, a great community. Most folks can identify it as the state capital. The Wisconsin Badgers are pretty popular, but wouldn't necessarily, you know, identify it as a as a startup ecosystem or hub. But the reality is, you know, it's sort of two two really overarching points. One, when you take it per capita, we are 14th in the world for venture capital dollars invested in our community. So, that's per capita. So, the average resident sees venture capital as as sort of changing the landscape of of new and innovative startups that are are here in Madison, uh, you know, growing and keeping to the pace of many of the major hubs. You know, the other part about Madison is where we just have a, a true collective breadth of... Of startups, you know, in many different verticals, um, you know, that, that you wouldn't otherwise expect in everything from SaaS, biotechnology, uh, healthcare startups. So although we, we may not have, you know, the same nuanced in a single industry, we make up for that in a, in a very wider range of, of startups, you know, raising serious venture capital dollars and, and high growth
0: investments. Interesting. So then um, if I were to start a business in your community, would I be eligible for any like local grants or interest free loans? Would you know like what that atmosphere you- looks like?
2: Yeah, so, so there are a few. Um, the Doyen Group is a is an organization that's targeting uh, primarily women and underrepresented uh, entrepreneurs, uh, under uh, entrepreneurs of color. That do have you know grant related programs. We do have quite a bit of of free programming in the community, and there are different tax advantages from the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation uh, as a company does grow. So there are really interesting opportunities on that front.
0: Definitely. So then who has the biggest venture capitalist been that you've worked with?
2: Oh, myself personally? Yeah. Uh, uh, Lightspeed or Redpoint? So that's a great question. And I don't want to like insult someone over at like Insight or somewhere. <laughs> you know, <where laughs> yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, I like this is one of those where someone will like remember me. Um, <laughs> but but fairly, you know, some of the the, the larger funds uh, Redpoint, Besmer, Bain comes to mind. You know, and, and many of these are because they're investing in the community and with startups that are sort of in the, within the family.
0: Of course. And you have been involved for quite a while. So it's, I'm sure it's kind of tough to pick which ones Which is like, Oh, which one's the biggest?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would have to Google that for you, but
2: um, <laughs> th- th- you know, th- th- those are relatively large funds, you know, and, and we are seeing, you know, the reason why we see these companies is, is they are active in a national portfolio. You know, it, you, you are seeing, seeing both funds from both coasts saying, how do we get involved in ecosystems, you know, no matter where the startup company is. And I think that's why we have a, a, quite a few that are landing here in Madison.
0: Definitely. So then how did you end up getting connected with them?
2: So usually you will find that good quality startup ideas, you know, the best investors out there will keep a very large network to, to try to find find the, the most opportune deal flow. And what what ecosystems, you know, really can take advantage of is once you see a certain fund that's, you know, taking an interest inside one company in your community, it's so much easier to then get them to, you know, show up and look at the next investment from that same community. So, you know, for example, let's say Greylock is, uh, you know, happening to show up in Madison for, for a meeting uh, or taking a pitch. It is, all right, well, there, oh, there are three other companies that may have, you know, a certain interest. And, I you know, I think it's, It is that cycle of success, and it's one of the reasons why we see Madison growing on that list of a great place to to start a a company.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. So then kind of keeping on that idea of like building a community, making connections and networking, uh, are there any co-working spaces in your area?
2: Yeah. So we have, uh, you know, we have the, that's a, that would be a great question post COVID, uh, <laughs> but we, we do have spaces and, and several of, of the other larger uh, for, you know, obviously for-profit co-working spaces. We have a hundred state horizon and matrix, which are our community co-working spaces. And some of the first that were on, on the market, synergies uh, synergy is among that, uh, that, that group. And, and we have starting block, which is, you know, the, the place where we call home, yeah, essentially it's a 50,000 square foot facility that is a, a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs uh, to be able to find small offices in flexible terms. As well as programming around startup creation,
0: and then this question—I feel like it's a good question, but I know that it's a little bit like dated with COVID. But uh, which coffee shops would you say entrepreneurs hang out in? <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, there's this great coffee shop called Collectivo, which is w- you know, right across the street from the state capital, and at any given point, you can find someone influential in the business community, uh, in in technology or state government, all in one s- spot. Uh, you know, some of our local funds would just simply hang out there. Um, However, I think everyone is uh, spending a little more time at home these days.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So it's almost like, uh, uh, I don't even know how you try and interact with them. Maybe, yeah, maybe post COVID would be the best time to get that. Otherwise, if you run into someone on your pickup of your coffee. (laughs)
2: yes i am uh looking forward to be returning to coffee shops in the near future
0: absolutely and since we are mug news a little fun question that we also ask is uh what's your favorite like coffee drink do you have a classic order that you get
2: so here's the crazy part i have never had a cup of coffee
0: what never yeah
2: never like i try like i try Tried sips of it, and like I find it uh, revolting. Uh, now my now my wife and I do average between the two of us like six glasses a day. So um, I'm at zero, and she's at more than zero. So it's it's not that we aren't doing our part as a household, but yeah, no, I I have never had a glass of coffee.
0: Crazy. How do you have your energy to do everything? Do you have a secret?
2: I I don't I. Uh, No, Um, I really should probably like, I I think like that what I need to do is get some kind of addictive habit, because that will be like my new thing. And I'll be able to reach true maximum product, you know, productivity. But uh, no, I don't have any other secret. Uh, I don't drink coffee, very rarely drink alcohol. Uh, I guess I'm weird that way.
0: You know, you could almost, like, write something or get uh, attention that way with being like, oh, here I am, Scott Resnick, and I can uh, have no coffee and, like, just maybe owe it to a sleep schedule or something. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I also have a two-year-old, so I can promise you that it's not due to sleep. Yeah, I, you know, I, as, a, as a recovering politician, I, I try to stay out of the news in that way. So uh, I, I will just be folks on this podcast that will learn of that secret. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually surprised that never came out. In any one of my political elections, uh, that I don't drink coffee. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm just very impressed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> um, yeah. So, then getting to some of the other questions away from caffeine, I suppose, um, is where would I go to learn more about upcoming events in your startup community?
2: Startingblock.org uh, is, is Startingblock Madison org is a, is a great place of a sort of a one-stop shop of, of the activities that are occurring in the Madison region. We also have a, a bi-weekly newsletter that goes out that highlights all collectively all of the events that are, that are going on and then keeping folks uh, in, informed and engaged.
0: Do you have anything in mind with the question of what's the most successful startup from your community?
2: Oh, that's a loaded question of one. How do you define startup? And then, um, well, really, uh, you know, so, and then, and then where do, where do we begin? I mean, you know, essentially every business or corporation at one point was a startup. Um, you know, you would probably look at the Epic Systems as probably being the most notable uh, company that started, an IT healthcare company that started in the, ni- in the 1970s and grew to a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, com boom, we have had a, a number of success stories. Um, exact Sciences and the biotechnology side, which is now a publicly traded company but companies like um, Redox, Eat Street, uh, Ionic, you know, companies that have gone on to raise, you know, serious venture dollars and having true impact in the world of of the areas of everything from food delivery to to mobile development.
0: Definitely. And you know what? We have another person in the chat room. It looks like Tom Chapman has entered. Hi, Tom. Are you there?
3: I am. How are you guys?
0: Doing well.
3: I thought I'd just drop in and uh, offer my insights into uh, the conversation. So I was trying to figure out how to assemble the worst NBA franchise,
2: and now you're here. So I figured you would actually have some great tips on how to just really assemble the worst roster.
3: I was really just hoping to hear uh, how you got arrested. That was really what I was when you were the mayor. That was the one story we uh, mentioned as preparation for this podcast. So my read on the NBA is like everything else. You need to have a systemic approach. And I think folks like the Bucs uh, have a great player, but haven't necessarily figured out how to win in the playoffs. So, you know, that's sort of generally where I come down on that.
2: Well, I, I'm glad that you've added your, your infinite wisdom to, the, to this conversation.
3: Are you going to talk a little bit about? So, so the real question I have is: you are in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle costume. Is that correct?
2: I was mm-hmm. not in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle oh, costume. So that would be, a, you know, the, you know, the first you, you're widely exaggerating the story. No true I,
0: question. Yeah, a true interview question. <laughs> How did yeah,
2: you get arrested? So, so one, I was not arrested. There is there is a, a, a difference between being detained and arrested. And and during Halloween, uh, there was a, uh, unfortunately a very, I, I was mayor during Halloween. This was back in in 2014. And then there was a, a very intoxicated Ninja Turtle. And the turtle was on its back. You know, this is obviously a college student, not a a true ninja turtle. I I wanted to make sure Tom was aware of that difference. And an officer mistakenly uh, detained me as I was uh, the mayor of Madison. So uh, it was an unfortunate turn of events. I hope the Ninja Turtle was okay. I believe uh, it was a Michelangelo, Uh, he recovered. It was better than the Johnny Depp who actually was arrested that night. Uh, But what I will say is being mayor of Madison during Halloween is is quite the the adventure.
0: I was gonna say of any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to get arrested, it would be Michelangelo.
2: Yes. I and, just rem- I, I, and just remember, if you are dressed as a Michelangelo and it is Halloween, try
3: to uh, manage your alcohol consumption.
0: Wise there. words.
3: The, the real reason I wanted to drop in, Scott, was actually to make sure that you talked a little bit about capital entrepreneurs. Um, yes. I thought your section in uh, Startup Community Way was really well done. And so I wanted to make sure that that came up.
2: Yeah, that's how, that's how I uh, started the interview. All
3: right. Well, so so that, that, mission, that mission was accomplished. Excellent, I've been here. I'm glad we got to the heart. I, I did have problems remembering that it was Michelangelo and Caitlin and I's pre-meeting. So that was one of the pieces of information. However, I would admit, I thought you were in the Teenage Ninja Turtle costume and that you were the one that was detained. So that makes me sad that none of that's true. I like the story better imagining you being arrested in a costume of such, such variety.
2: Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was certainly not arrested, detained momentarily. Were you you in a costume? No, it was like the back and forth. Like, this is my, my time to shine as being mayor. So like, do I dress up during this? And and I couldn't, I I actually, I I did not dress up uh, during Halloween. If you were to have dressed up, what would you dress up for? Correct. i was actually thinking about dressing up as the mayor uh he has a he had a, ter, a hawaiian shirt outfit that he was and and a mustache and i was going to go as him and then i thought it was going to be then i i backed out at the last minute well, now i would have done that in a heartbeat
0: could have well, done the uh mayor from the nightmare before christmas that would have been an option as well yeah it's it's
2: one of those things where you're like going into the command post and everyone else is taking this seriously. And then you are the, tw- uh, that time, 25, 26-year-old mayor of Madison, Wisconsin, with the phone numbers to call in the National Guard, and you are the only one dressed up. It, it, it's, it's like that high school moment where it's like, are all of my friends going to dress up? Or am I just going to dress up? And you don't want to be the one, the one kid in high school
3: who dresses up when no one else did. It's fair. Mm -hmm. fair. Before I go, I will ask an ecosystem related question. So I had a conversation today about Wichita, and we were talking favorably about Madison. And so I guess my question would be, what do you think is the special sauce in Madison that has allowed it to grow when other communities similarly situated have not necessarily had the same entrepreneurial ecosystem success? I would say it's the network.
2: It's the, it's, it's, it's a handful of things, but, but really it is leveraging those national and international connections that folks build while they are in Madison and the affinity and being
3: able to leverage those. Well, cool. I'll let you guys finish your conversation, but I thought I'd drop in and say hi. So hello. Thank you. I'll give you, I'm I'm at the office. I'll give you a call when I'm
2: uh, driving home because I have a Green Bay question for you. Okay. See you later.
0: Awesome! Cool. Thanks for coming, yeah. Tom. See ya. Well, that was eventful. That was fun. <laughs>
2: yeah. By the way, usually I spend most of my time just harassing Tom uh, about various everything under the sun.
0: Don't worry. I think that's how a couple of our meetings went too.
2: <laughs> all yes. good
0: things. I promise, all good things. But it was a, it was pretty comedic. <laughs> I,
2: I literally took out at Facebook ads at a conference he and I were at just so he could randomly uh, see his face with a, with a poorly attributed quote when, you know, as I micro-targeted him.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. See, you gotta have some of that like playful attitude and make sure to keep things light because you and Tom are very close and like you both have succeeded very well in the entrep- entrepreneurship community. And I think that does have something to do with not taking everything so seriously.
2: Yeah, I mean that is that is very true.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, great. I do have a couple more questions. Yeah, let's
2: yeah, let's keep on going.
0: Um, and then, so this one is: if I were to move to your community tomorrow, and I wanted to start a business, what should I do first? That's a
2: gr- that's a great question. I mean, I would say sign up for the Starting Block newsletter, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and, and although this is fairly challenging, it's it's about it's about meeting people. And, and interacting. We're a, a fairly small community, all things considered. Mm-hmm. So you're usually only one degree of separation from that person that will take you to the next level. And as, as a community cares and pays it forward, um, you know, you will find that, that Madison is just a great place to start to meet people.
0: Absolutely. Um, so does Midwest Nice, do you think that plays a part in it?
2: Certainly, and I think it's part of the ethos uh, inside the community.
0: So then, uh, do you have any recommendations? Um, Are there any news outlets, podcasts, blogs, uh, anything dedicated to cover startups in your city?
2: So we do have Wisconsin Inno, we have uh, X economy. Um, th- th- there's a number of programs as well that that, that do try to get into that the real-time reporting. And, and unlike some other communities, our traditional media does cover much of the startup news in Madison being inside the Cap Times, the state journal and the isthmus. So we, we usually do and Madison magazine. So we we usually do have a pretty fair uh, representation of, of what's going on
3: here.
0: Definitely. Well, that was my official list of questions that I had for you. But um, I always like to ask, is there anything that you'd recommend or any uh, parting thoughts that you have? Anything you'd say to uh, advice to give to people who are starting?
2: Yeah, uh, what I will just say is, you know, it's, after doing multiple startup ventures, it's about over, you know, it's about creating grit, it's overcoming adversity. And and as I started to, as I shared in the beginning, it's about building a network of people who you can get through the, you know, the startup creation in the various phases together. Uh, it's very, very difficult to do it alone. I actually would challenge that no one can do it alone, uh, except for very rare entrepreneurs. So it's about leveraging those individuals. I, you you know, I, I always take a lot of pride of being, I, I won't say the dumbest person at every single startup that I work with, but it's surrounding yourself with those who can challenge you and, and really strive to take you to the next level and bring the best out of you. So uh, whether you're doing that in a community an ecosystem or at a startup itself, uh, building that grit and building that talent around you is, is quite critical.
0: Absolutely. That is an incredible perspective as well as advice when regarding the entrepreneurship community. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and then that is all the questions I have for you.
2: Sounds great. Talk to you later. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and, and stay healthy.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. You, you as well.
2: <laughs> all right. Take okay. care. Bye. Bye.
0: Now that we've learned about an ecosystem from a person who's building it, I'm going to link back up with Nick to clarify on some jargon and take a deeper dive into this ecosystem.
3: So
2: Caitlin,
1: how was your interview with Scott? Hey,
0: Nick, I had a really good interview with Scott. He had a lot to, you know, mention. So I figured I could just uh, kind of give you some things that I took away from it. Yes,
1: right. yes, of course. What? What were they?
0: Well, sure. So one thing that I think you'll notice uh, that our tech is a little bit uh, unreliable. So um, (laughs) in the meeting, yeah, uh, we had to cut the video like as you saw, but uh, I think that that's one thing to be said about entrepreneurs. And then just in order to be successful is to be able to bounce back and kind of continue on the interview. We continued to have a really good interview. It was just like without that video aspect uh but but that's kind of uh, in theater it's like if something's gonna go wrong it will go wrong and i think that was kind of an example today of course um, but but aside from that aside Mm -hmm. from the technical difficulties um i really took to heart that him and tom's relationship so they had they had a bunch of jokes tom came on the show said hi and i wanted to kind of point out that that dynamic was really helpful between entrepreneurs and that if you can make connections make friends with the people who are in your community that you can help each other succeed in the future uh, that was something like that social aspect of everything to like really stood out to me.
1: Yes, of course, and and also just I guess a good lesson on the strength of, the strength of relationships and like I guess th- those are built over a long period of time and there is a value to a community to people knowing each other and being friends with with one another.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: was there anything, Caitlin, that you had to look up after, like any jargon or or anything like that?
0: actually scott mentioned a uh let me see they were called the doyen group um and they are basically they provide opportunity for women and underrepresented uh individuals um in entrepreneurship so i kind of checked them out a little bit and that was something i would never have thought to look up if i hadn't asked scott and he'd given those recommendations
1: okay amazing amazing Mm -hmm. um anything else any any other major takeaways leaving the interview or or anything else you want to touch on before we read out the episode
0: as a fun no he's from wisconsin so that was my uh, graduate you know where i graduated so
1: <laughs> that yes. was my
0: fun my last fun bit
1: <laughs> yeah go wisconsin most definitely so i um <laughs> how, how much of uh like how how good is the cheese in wisconsin i've only been to madison one time caitlin to ask the cliche question
0: oh you know there's just so much cheese You you have to go there more than once there's so much variety
1: <laughs> okay okay i like the answer Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of mug.news. It is hosted by Nick Kastner and Caitlin Clays. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can connect with us on Twitter at, at Nick Kastner, at ClaysCreates, or at Mug News Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and a share with your friends. We release episodes every Wednesday morning, so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat.